Welcome to the Aspieland Podcast. I'm your host, John Allen. Come with me on an adventure into the world of Asperger's Syndrome, also called Autism Spectrum Disorder. Everyone is welcome here, whether you have the disorder or you're interested in learning more about it. We're here to help you understand, share, and relate. We're just about to get started, so come on in. Greetings and welcome once again to Aspieland. My name is John Allen, and I'm honored to be your host. If you're new to this podcast, you're especially welcome here. Please know as well that you're in a place of acceptance and understanding, both for you who have Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, and those of you who do not. I want to help those of you who have Autism Spectrum Disorder and Asperger's Syndrome to understand and function in the neurotypical world. And for those of you who are neurotypical, I want to help you understand the world of those of us who have Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder. The idea here is to learn about each other and understand each other so that we can coexist, making new friends with each other and making great relationships by looking at life through each other's eyes. Well, in this episode, we're going to finish our journey into the world of relationships. We began this whole series on relationships talking about communication, which is the key to all relationships. And we moved to friendships, then romance, <laughs> and finally, our last two episodes, Neurodiverse Marriage 1 and 2. Now, this episode, we'll delve into the last two relationships business relationships, and relationships with family. Now, I must say something right off the bat before we even get started. I really want to thank all of you who have written in and told me how much you're enjoying these podcasts, especially the last two with my wife as co-host. That is so encouraging to me, and I also mention it as an encouragement to you, my listeners. It helps to get to know who you are and to find podcast topics that are interesting and helpful for you. Because if you're like me, <laughs> you're living in two worlds and could use all the help you can get. And one more quick note. The podcasts are now available directly on the Aspieland website. So if you have a friend or coworker, someone you want to hear the podcast, but they don't have access to the directories, they can go directly to aspieland.org and listen to the podcast right there. Okay? All right. Well, let's get with it. If you're a regular listener to my podcast, you know that I've been saying how relationships are fundamental to all of us, whether we have Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, or neurotypical. We need each other so that we can get along more easily and also so that we can be there for one another, helping each other along as life goes. First is the business relationship, and the business relationship is real important to understand. If you're a neurotypical business person with coworkers who have Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, or let's just say you're a business owner, it is vital to understand the things that will help you in working with those of us who are on the spectrum. Now for us, those of us on the spectrum, we need to work through some of the things that are typical in business, and that's whether you're working as a fast food cook 
or as a designer or creator or even as a manager. The way we communicate and exchange ideas, as well as how we act and react to different scenarios, are important in business. It's a type of relationship that requires really good listening skills and a lot of patience with supervisors and managers who want to get their point across quickly because they've got a lot of decisions to make, a lot of things to do, and so they're going to be needing us to pay attention to what they have to say. Okay, let's start at the beginning. If you're someone with Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, you need to know this. You can achieve success in business, even though you have this condition. Your past experiences that have resulted in rejection or loneliness or feelings of uselessness are exactly that. They're the past. You can work in a successful career. You can get promoted. You can enjoy where you work, regardless what it is that you do or what it is that you want to do. Now, for those of you who are neurotypical, you need to understand this, that those of us who have Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, are usually the most creative people you will ever meet. Aspies are excellent in skills that require attention to detail. It is documented that we have a higher intelligence quotient and really persevere until a task is fully completed. Those are skills that are hard to find in business, but can be discovered in anyone who has Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder. The social skills and communication skills are the two main things that we on the spectrum need to work through, and for neurotypicals, this goes both ways. By coming together in a spirit of cooperation, those of us with Asperger's Syndrome Autism Spectrum Disorder can be excellent at our jobs and productive for a business. So, how do we do this? Well, listening is by far the most important part of getting along in business. For those of us who have Asperger's Syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, this requires full concentration. You will need to take the time to really hear what your coworker or supervisor or manager has to say. Now, if you are in business or you work somewhere and you have a desk, Try turning off anything that will distract you, such as your cell phone, or if you have um, an iPod mini running in your head or something like that, turn those off or put them in pause so that you can concentrate on what is being said. If you're working in like manufacturing or you're in food service, somewhere where you don't have a desk, Try to stop or pause whatever you're doing so that you can clearly focus and understand what is being said or asked of you. Another way to accomplish these things is to step away from what you're doing and move to another part of the room. Another thing you can do is pare it back like my wife and I had mentioned in the podcast just recently. Parroting back is a real good way of communicating. The way to do that in business is Try to come to some kind of a understanding between you and your supervisor or manager and explain to them, okay, I want to understand what you say, so I'm going to repeat it back to you so you know that I got it. And try that and see if that helps you. 
Another key to helping you in the working world is to pay no attention, I repeat, pay no attention to rumors, whether they be about your coworkers or your managers or the company you work for, leave those conversations alone. Walk away from them. They will only distract you and whir around in your head. And trust me, we have enough whirring around in our heads, don't we? Don't add to that by listening to some rumor or some offhand comment that doesn't make sense. Don't whir that around in your head and give it an opportunity to make you anxious. This will help you concentrate harder on what needs to be done rather than on something that is more likely to be speculation or assumption that is usually fueled by anger or frustration or just plain revenge. And you want to stay as far away from that as you can. Here's something else. For the longest time, I had an issue with monologues. I remember once I was working at my desk and I discovered a solution to an issue. So I walked into my colleague's office and started to talk about it. And it seemed to be going real well. And I noticed my colleague was looking out the window. Well, my first reaction was, how rude. Here I am explaining this problem I solved and he's looking out the window. Well, what I didn't realize was I had been talking for 15 minutes about something that would have only taken five minutes to explain. I was monologuing. Not only did I feel embarrassed, but nothing was actually accomplished because the whole subject was never really heard and understood by the person I was speaking to. Now, here's a simple way to avoid that. Use email. If you have an email account and you're working in an office, use your email to get all of your communications across. Generally speaking, we tend to write emails shorter than how we speak. If I want to explain something to you, I'll make it quick and I make it concise and I make it clear. Then that person that you're sending the email to will get it. And that can help you communicate without getting into a monologue issue. If you must meet in person, try to make your meetings one-on-one. -on -one. This way, you can avoid the issue that we have with groups and crowds. Another suggestion is to do your best to use routines and organization to accomplish things. You just organize them in your head and make a little routine that you do to accomplish everything that you have to do. And since those of us with Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, really love routines and organization, this works to your strength and helps you become really effective at your job. For those of you who are neurotypical and you work or manage someone with Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, you may want to take note of what I've just explained. By accommodating a little for your Aspie employee or colleague, you'll gain so much in return by clearing up communication and speeding up their decision-making process. Here is one final issue that I'd like to help with. It's the issue of eye contact. In business, eye contact is frequently used to gauge whether you're listening or how your level of interest is, or even if you're comprehending what's being said. Needless to say, it can be important to work on eye contact with others. 
for those of us who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, we'd rather have a root canal than look someone in the eye. When I make true eye-to-eye contact with anyone, it feels like a lightning bolt hitting me in the eyes, and I can I just hardly stand it. It's like, ah! <laughs> well, here's a trick that I've found that is really handy. When you're looking at someone, don't look at them directly in the eyes. Look at the forehead just above the eyes themselves. I know, that sounds really silly, but it works. Another way to do it is I'll read their lips. In either case, though, I have to really use my ears and concentrate. Don't concentrate on, I have to look at the forehead. I have to look at their forehead. I have to read their lips. I have to read their lips. Just set that in motion and go back to listening with your ears. That's the point of communication, is listening to what is being said. And in business, that's really, really important. If you're hoping to get a job and you're trying to interview, one of the things you can try to do is use these concepts, like the eye contact concept, and just try not to look around the room and pay attention to your interviewer. Answer questions honestly, and try not to monologue if you can. Those are quick suggestions to help you in your work environment. And for those of you who are neurotypical and you're considering an Aspie for employment or already have one or more in, the, in your employ, some of these ideas that I've mentioned may help you communicate better and have a nicer working exchange when it comes to ideas and creative discoveries, which is what those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder are really, really good at. So that's all about business. But wait, we're not done yet. No, I'm not going to offer you an oriental walk or a set of Jinsu knives just for listening, but I will help you on another subject, and that is dealing with family relationships. Families can be really dynamic, and when it comes to your relationships with your family, whether you have lots of folks in your family or just a few, well, your family can be the closest tie to you as a person. And although you may have been dealing with family members for a long time, you still need to communicate experiences and find enjoyment when you're together, which in some cases can be difficult to manage. Well, for those of us who have Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, one of the things that we need to understand when dealing with our family members is that our relationship with every member of the family is always changing. As your life changes, you'll need to understand that your family members' lives are changing as well. This can make relationships ebb and flow, especially if you don't see them very often. I don't see my family, but once a year. And that can be a bit distressing at times because that'll require us to be more willing to accept changes in others when sometimes we'd just as soon let things be the way they are or the way they always were. If the vast majority of your family or your whole family is neurotypical, then you may find it a little difficult to understand their way of thinking, especially when trying to catch up when everyone gets together. We need to remember that in the neurotypical world, people don't think the same way we do. And conversely, neurotypicals 
you need to understand that those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder don't think the same way you do either. This is because our brains are wired differently. Those differences are the kinds of things that can cause us some anxious moments. And with family members, it can make a simple visit into a very long day. Remember those things I mentioned in earlier podcasts about communication? Well, many of them apply in the family dynamic. We as Aspies sometimes have to hold back a little and take things slower and more deliberate. And if you're anything like me, once I get going, I'm hard to stop or I'll start monologuing again. Sometimes it may seem as though everyone else is just breezing through life and we're like a car stuck in second gear. Patience is a large part of family relationships. And to be honest, those of you who are neurotypical and have Aspie brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles or whatever, you may need to be more patient as well. Don't assume that we go through life the same way you do. Remember, life for someone with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder is like living in two worlds. And that's a life with a lack of sensory filters. We see and experience the world around us very differently. Our minds are in a constant state of processing and absorbing everything we see and hear. Just because you're all getting together as family doesn't mean that the processing goes away. No, on the contrary, it becomes more stressful for us on an emotional level simply because we are with family. For example, we may not recall something the way maybe you would recall it. Or we may recall a family memory that you can't remember at all. Or vice versa. You may recall a family memory that we simply can't recall. Give us a little space to operate with, and it'll go a long way in helping your sibling or relative, whoever is on the spectrum, enjoy the same quality of family life that you experience. For those of us with Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder, barriers between you and your family can be a real difficult thing. And if the fact that you have Asperger's syndrome, autism spectrum disorder is one of those barriers, you may need to become an advocate for yourself. Not everyone understands Asperger's syndrome and autism spectrum disorder. And the path to that understanding requires a slow, deliberate, and patient walk through many different things. If you haven't breached the subject of your diagnosis to your family, I would ask you to consider it. Family is one of the strongest ties we have in this world. Having a family support system can be of great help to you. Encouragement from friends is one thing, but encouragement and support from family is greater still. You could start by talking to one member of the family at a time. You may want to introduce them to this podcast as a communication starter. This journey for you has taken a long time to figure out, so you need to be really patient when you try to explain it to a member of your family. Family relationships can be really fun and exciting and really joyful, but it just takes a little give and take to make it all happen. And I'm hoping that the suggestions that I've just made will help you along with working through that. 
whoa, it looks like the sand in the hourglass is running out. I kind of feel like Dorothy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that means that we're almost out of time for this episode. Remember, please visit the Aspieland website. Just go to aspieland.org. You don't need the www at the beginning. And there you can listen to any of the podcasts. You can subscribe to the podcast, which will put you on my mailing list. And I've always said, I won't sell you anything. I'm just going to send you a note to let you know when the next podcast is coming. I would also ask if you would please donate to the work here for both the website and the podcast so I can keep our visits going. Please try to stay safe, and so long for now, we'll visit again next time in Aspieland. Thanks for listening to the Aspieland podcast. If you like this podcast, pass the word. This podcast is for everyone, whether you have Asperger's syndrome or not, because the more who listen, the better our opportunity to become more sensitive and compassionate, not only to those who have the disorder, but to all humankind as well. Thanks for visiting, and I hope you'll listen again.